ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to welcome to the inaugural airing, uh, I guess it's actually the inaugural taping of an original podcast called How Would You Be, where we'll discuss things that are interesting to us, uh, whether it be sports business, social ongoings, uh, entertainment, recreational sports leagues, doesn't really matter. Um, if we think it's interesting, we're going to talk about it. Uh, my name is Michael Myers. I'm joined today by a few gentlemen that I have the pleasure of calling uh, friends for a long time now, uh, flanking me at the top of the screen, um, the owner and CEO, editor-in-chief, I don't know what you call yourself now, Chris, of the Team Marketing Report, home of the Fan Cost Index for those of you that are uh, sports business enthusiasts. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chris Hartwig. Oh, that's me. Thank you. Yeah, for himself. Uh, I'm flanked on the other side by, I'm going to call you, you're going to love this, Josh, a fast rising star in the world of sports business. Um, for many years, the face of sponsorship for the National Sports Forum. Hello, Ron Seaver. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Josh, you handsome bastard. Welcome to the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you getting that Kyle's right because it doesn't happen very often. I know I got, we, I know you and I have had some practice, but uh, I, I do appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I got a, I embarrassingly got that wrong for a long time. Well, I called you Michael Mears as a result for about four years, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I got my payback. Uh, the the best part, Chris, is that he never told me I was saying it wrong. I would say it to him, and he never mentioned that I was saying it wrong. So. You know, it it's is hard. Well, it, you know, if you called me Heart Wedge for the first eleven years that we knew each other, hard you finally wedge. figured it. You hard finally wedge figured it out. is what I called you. Uh, well, guys, today we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about the Super League. We're going to talk about the transfer portal. We're going to talk about NIL, uh, new Major League Baseball rules, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick things off. Uh, you'll learn more about us as we go. The, the audience will, anyway. You guys know as much as you need to know about me. Uh, but let's let's do that. So I, I don't think we can have a conversation today on this day around sports um, without addressing what is probably the hottest topic in the world of sports right now. And that is the Super League. For those of you that might not know what it is, uh, Josh, why don't you catch us up on 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 what the Super League is? Yeah, I'll catch you up as far as I know. It's funny. Because when we were talking about doing this, uh, I mean, it's been changing every every day. I mean, I think I texted you four or five days ago when this story first broke. Right now, it's April 21st. And I was like, this is something we got to talk about. It was the announcement, I think, that I sent sent over to you. You're like, ah, I don't really do soccer or European football, <laughs> as you might call. That is so a 100% like, <laughs> accurate, true statement. <laughs> so it's you know, he was so Myers. You know, if it's something we, we it's something we should clearly talk about. But uh, when he first sent it, I was like, what the what? I don't want to get my the first episode. We're going to talk about soccer. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah, well, listen, it's the world sport. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm only I'm the opposite of an elitist. If anybody, ahead, Josh, I keep if anybody knows Myers, he's certainly an elitist. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I mean the story broke, and you know they're, they're trying to create this huge league, uh, basically taking some of the top teams in the world uh, from Europe, from England, from Spain, from Germany, uh, a couple from France. And I know I'm missing a country, but uh, Italy, you know, I think there was Italy. Italy. Yes, yeah. yes, that, that's correct. So. They were taking the top, I think they had 12 teams committed initially, but it was going to be a 20-team league, and 
kind of more of an American style of play where we have the NFL, we have the 32 teams in the league and all of our other big leagues here. There's no relegation in the United States, which I think is what we've learned over the last few days as being a big, big difference between our sports here in the United well, States. That much I didn't just learn the last few days, just to be clear. I may not watch a lot of soccer, but that is my favorite thing about world soccer. That is my favorite thing about soccer. We'll talk more about that, but go ahead. Right. I mean, it basically takes everything up a notch. And, and for anybody unfamiliar with what, what the idea of relegation is, um, I read a good uh, newsletter this week from Joe Pompliano, if anybody doesn't follow him. Uh, new guy to the you know, kind of sports business scene on made his name for himself on Twitter over the last year has a good uh, daily newsletter where he takes a deep dive into different stories. Um, and he likened it to the Minnesota Timberwolves. When's the last time they won anything? I mean, they finish in the bottom of the bottom half of the standings every year, but they never have any worry about getting kicked out of the NBA and getting sent to the G league. So that's yeah. what that's what teams in in Europe are dealing with, where the bottom usually two or three. Yeah, I mean, look, standings. You you've got how many? I don't know. This is what I don't know. I don't know how many levels there are. I think there may be four. I, I don't know. I'm going to sound like an idiot when I say this, but what I do know is essentially what's different there and from here is that if you're the crappiest team in your league, you get relegated to fall down to trip. If let's say it's major league baseball and you're the worst major league baseball team, guess what? Congratulations. You're now a triple a team and the team that won the triple a championship gets promoted. And they're now a major league baseball franchise taking your place. And the same thing happens at the next level down the next level down. And I personally think that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I remember the day I learned about it probably 15 years ago, 20 years ago and thought that is the coolest thing. And if you, I'm, I would love. It's impossible. Can't do it. Has to be there when you start. Won't you? Can't go because it's not the same. But I would love if the Pittsburgh Pirates had to face the fact that we've got to put the best. And I hate to pick on the Pirates, but we got to put a team on the field because if we don't, we're going to be playing the Sacramento River Cats next year. If Sacramento doesn't win the AAA World Series and then steps into the National League Central, I think that would be amazing. I think it would be amazing, and I hate the fact that that's that's the one thing that I can't stand about this Super League thing is that you know literally you were trying to avoid that. Go ahead, Joe. And and that is kind of <clears throat> at the crux of it. I think the fans, you know, the response across the board was just it was a terrible rollout. I don't think that the owners that were involved with this would have ever expected this type of uh, reaction. I think it was a really big mis uh, misreading the room. Obviously, there's <laughs> yeah. there's been. <laughs> There's been billions of dollars lost over the last year across all of our leagues across the world. Um, and, you know, these major. I feel terrible. I feel so terrible. Right, you feel really bad for the top 15. Teams. I feel, <laughs> feel bad, bad for the employees for... of the teams. but I, I, I... Right. But what they did in Europe, they have these huge transfer fees and everything where their overhead was so high that even the largest teams, they're operating at a loss, especially over the last year because they're paying out so much and then all of a sudden we don't have fans for a year plus and you got some desperate owners yeah. a so, lot of these owners were actually based in the United States that's where Chris, they're from. Is, so they, is it is it messy Chris is that is that the number the, the highest paid soccer players at Lionel Messi is that right I, again I'm talking about Michael Jordan from another country I sound like an idiot because I'm asking if that's who I'm talking about but is that the guy that makes 150 million dollars a year from his salary from his team? 
You guys know? I, I, I hold on. Yeah, I believe that's the case. I want to say, I want to say that he makes 156 or 157 million dollars. Again, I could sound like an idiot right now, uh, but uh, I, 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 I do often sound like an idiot. But to put that in perspective, you know, Patrick Mahomes makes 50 million. So, according to a, a Forbes article, Messi's four-year contract right now is worth 555 million euro. Uh, or six hundred and seventy-five, close to six hundred seventy-five million dollars over five so years. So it's six seventy-five divided by four. Listen, that you didn't ask me to come prepared to do math, and I refuse. That's like one hundred and seventy million. I feel like I'm right on with this thing. I'm really close. Regardless, it's, the salaries for European soccer are much higher. There's no so question. The overheads higher. That's just the salaries, but you know when a player like Lionel Messi wants to be transferred and doesn't want to play out his contract in Barcelona, which is what he's been dealing with over the last year, now there's also transfer fees involved. So for a potential club, not only do they have to pay that $140 million a year salary, they're also going to have to pay an exorbitant fee just to initiate the transfer. So To the, to the club, right? To not the, to right, him. exactly, yeah. to the club. So those type of things are, are some of the issues. Chris, that, that would be cash cash considerations i believe in american terminology that's not a player to be named later that is just straight cash considerations but in a what, bag of balls and, and obviously there, there's big rev sharing agreements across europe where a lot of the smaller teams you know rely on these bigger teams to to bring in a lot of their revenue throughout the year so which obviously comes from tv deals and and rev share agreements all, all the like but um yeah well, that, yeah it's I, it obviously Chris, didn't go over well because from four yeah. days ago when I texted you, now the league is basically no shit. Yeah, Chris, I'll let you talk first. Chris, you have weigh in on this, man. Well, I think that, I mean, it's astonishing to me that these guys. I think you said it, Josh, reading the room. I mean, look at the look at the backlash that they they went ahead and said oh we're going to go we're going to go start our own deal they got whatever it was 4.4 billion euros in financing and from JP Morgan Chase we can't let anybody yeah. off the hook here yeah where's Jamie Diamond get him on the horn yeah but the you know in the backlash i mean it makes it makes sense it's it this is going against the 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 history, the legacy, the 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 pro rel stuff is like you I, i'm 100% in agreement with you that I love that concept and I would love to see that come to MLB uh, with, with is a great example with how the, uh, the haves and have nots in the spending um, uh, has, has turned out over the last few years of just collecting your checks, your TV dollars and spending as little as you can. I think that um, the other, Oh, you didn't you know, you scare people away. You put me up on the, the yeah, the you know, there. look, you the guys, this is the, the first show thing. we've ever done, and I'm learning shit as we go. And I just, I, Josh, you, you, the whole time you talked, you were a thumbnail. So I, I apologize for that. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be front and centering you soon, but I figured that out right there in the middle. Probably I have better. Uh, soiled myself. Uh, um, <laughs> I think that, that it, I, I, I just, it goes so against what, what they, they have. They have, champions league as well that you know it, it, it's it was a money grab and no now question. of all and 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 now of all times was not the time to do that uh <laughs> yeah. you, you know com, coming I mean, out of what we're coming out of so you, they look like dumbasses 
they they do they look silly. Um, and this was one hundred. There's no question. I don't think any of us would debate this. This was money. This was an opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams, the Oakland Raiders, and nine other NFL teams to say, all right, instead of us carrying and having to play, ugh, instead of having to play all of these other teams, we're going to take our 12, the biggest revenue 12, and we're going to stick them over here. And we're going to create our own league. We're going to take the ball. We're going to do our own thing. And, um, you know, if you read all of the stuff, they definitely had written in that they were going to be making payments to – the rest of, you know, uh, and I, again, I'm not going to be up to speed fully on these, but uh, there was a term for it that I can't think of right now. But basically there was a trickle down effect. They were going to be paying the rest and sharing revenues and all of those things. But um, I, I got no problem with an enterprising idea. I've got no problem with people trying to make money. I think this was ill advised. It was definitely about a television contract. It was definitely about, uh, to your point earlier, eliminating relegation and making it more of an Americanized situation where no matter how bad you are, you couldn't be removed from that super group. Um, I'm glad it failed. I mean, if I'm speaking as an individual, I'm glad it failed. I, I, I'm sure there are going to be people in the sports world that say that's blasphemy for me to say that. But from a fan's perspective, I don't want that. I don't want that. Well, and it, it's fascinating to me to that point, Michael, is that w- when you, when you look at this, that they, they were that far down, they, they were, the, they were announcing it. This wasn't like, we're talking about, you know, months away that this might happen. They've kind of got a deal framework and maybe this will happen. It's, I mean, it's, it's done and it's announced and it's uh, to get to that point and not have engaged what the, the reaction would be. And well, I don't think a lot, I think many of the employees of the teams were not fully aware of no. what was happening. I don't think they ever got down far enough to get those reactions. Well, I think the concept to your point, like if, if you did something like the opposite of this, you're talking about NFL teams, for example, and you take mm-hmm. these 12 NFL teams break off. Well, if you you flip it where there's a pro rel element to that getting into those 12 that might be interesting but the opposite of like trying to capitalize on right now no 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 i no i'm i it does make it palatable if there's a way in or a way out said so i mean imagine that's where i looked at it is looking at comparing it to the, the in baseball frankly it makes a lot of sense I would love it. I would love it. Right. NFL though. And I said, okay, so you're comparing the biggest sport here with the biggest sport in in Europe and you're going to, you're going to, your top teams are going to break off and not play. And I mean, I get it. Like I thought of, well, that's what you get for being the Cleveland Browns and the New York jets and sucking for so long that you, you don't get to play with in the, you know, the, you get kicked out of the yeah, sandbox. But, but, but to but be fair, if you look at that list, you, would go, you, you would look go, at that list, yeah. there was, I mean, uh, and, and I've got no love loss for this gentleman for what he did to the city of St. Louis, but Stan Kroenke and his Arsenal crew, <laughs> um, they're currently in ninth in their league, I believe. I mean, they haven't made it into the Premier League in five or six years. They haven't been even invited to the top league, but they make money. They have a great reputation. They've got a great fan base. So it's not just in your example, Chris, the Cleveland Browns probably would make the 12 
because of their rabid fan base and the money that they spend, no yeah, matter how true. bad they are. Right. So the right. Arsenal is like the perfect example of what was wrong with the plan, which was there's no merit here. You're not earning your way into the Super League. Some of the teams are great. There's no question. But these are the teams with the greatest resources is what it came down to. I'll tell you well, what's interesting, too, though, is I hadn't thought of that. But Liverpool, John Henry, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Stan American. Cron- the Americans. There were three were, American-owned teams that were a big part of this. Four? Oh, is it um, uh, Man U? Jesus. Is Man U? Uh, with the uh, – Oh my God, Tampa you can, Bay! You can just say it, Josh. You keep mouthing. Yeah, it. like <laughs> I think I'm, I might have muted my. I, I was like, "Why is he? Is he?" Man, so Man U, yeah, Malcolm Glazer. He bought the Glazer. God, I wanted Glazer. to call him Gruber, but that's that's L.A. McGruber, yeah. Malcolm McGruber. No, no, not, not, <laughs> McGruber. There we go. Perfect. Not, that's exactly. Enough. That's actually the commercial for super for the Super League. Mix Super League. Yeah. Boom. As it explodes yeah. one day in. Yeah. It's perfect. That's a perfect. Commercial. So who's, but who's the fourth, Josh? Um, we have man. So Man U, Arsenal, Tottenham Spurs, I believe, is Joe Lewis or Daniel okay. Levy. Daniel Levy is their chairman. Okay. Um, and he's been dealing with a, a lot of U.S. teams from Levy then, restaurants. No, I'm just kidding. Well, he he did do something with the the Falcons, but no. Um, you think they serve Falcons at all the Levy restaurants? What? No, I think that the Falcons no. use that would Falcons. be delicious. Mercedes Would you like the pheasant? Levy mm, we, have pricing, we have the Falcon. Levy. Yeah, no, it's not the same. Not yeah. the same. Thank you. Myers wasn't paying attention at the uh, at the twenty twenty NSF in Atlanta. He was too busy. I won't. I won't say what he was doing. I definitely oh, was not boy. paying attention to whatever he's talking about. I, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So no, I know how I know how it works because that was talked about. I think before noon at the conference. So oh. if if it was talked about after midnight, then I know that would be right there. That's when he's at his peak. I could sure. recite. Yeah. I could recite yeah. whatever was said after. Midnight. Everybody has their strategy of how to work the work the, those type of events. <laughs> Myers um, waits until everybody's hammered and exhausted and just can't resist him anymore. And he hey just, guys, it's me. Hey guys, I just got up. Let's go. <laughs> Do you want to run your fingers doing? through my beard? Uh, all right. So yes, it's an American thing. We, yes. the American yes. teams definitely were drivers behind this. I don't, they weren't the originators, but it's certainly their, their ideology probably played a role. Um, I'll tell you who the winners. It's interesting when you look at winners and losers in this. I think anybody that was on that 12 is not a winner. They're, they're not going to come out of this without some PR issues. Uh, but I do find it interesting. The clubs that declined, that look so good right now, that yeah. if we're all being honest, they were probably weighing it. They prob- oh, yeah. There's a million reasons why they didn't do it. Some of them anticipated this potentially. Some of them... I, for whatever reason, but I can tell you every one of them right now can stand up and say, we're here for, and you, they're doing it now. We were always on your side. This was something they were doing, not us. We would never consider that. Yeah, right. And, and it's right. interesting. You don't know how close these people were to last minute not going. And, you know, the, the, the big losers were the guys that probably didn't want to do this of the 12 that really didn't want to do this. And at the yeah, last right. second, I like, look, if point. we don't get in there, our shareholders are going to crush us. If they do this, find out we were invited and declined. And this becomes the greatest league in the history of leagues. 
So I, I think there was probably some group think there that, that's going to burn a few people. But I, yeah, I've interesting. Uh, mostly, um, surprisingly, to anybody who knows me, stayed stayed quiet on this just because I haven't followed it as as closely. I've been working on some other stuff the last few days. But has it come out of who was driving this in the first place? Yeah, uh, it, to a degree, there there's one one guy's been removed, I think, from his role entirely from oh, the club. Right. That, yep. that it was, and I can't again. Yep. I am the worst. So Josh is reading, and he's going to tell us. So yeah, I, I found a really good thread on Twitter yesterday or two days ago now. Um, this there, there's a guy behind a few guys: Florentino Perez, Andrea Agnelli, and Joel Glazer. But the real architect, uh, they said, is a guy named Charlie Stilitano, um, who is the chairman of Relevant Sports Group, um, who is which is based here, I think, in in US. They they. They brand themselves as a premier soccer events and media company in North America and Asia. Well, look, I got to be honest. Like, I, I, it was a bad idea. It was a bad execution. They, they probably should have considered the fan a little more. I'm not faulting Charlie Stiltenbacher or whatever his name is for coming up with a great idea that would make a lot of people a lot of money. That's that. That's this is a great idea of creating a super league. Who the hell? Sure. To be fair, though, I came up with that when I was nine, sitting on my kitchen table. I'm like, we should create a Super League. I mean, that, no, you're thinking you were Orville Redenbacher, and you <laughs> came up with popcorn. I did not, but I wanted to create. I mean, my point is, like, it's not a. It's creating a Super League, taking all the best teams and putting them in one place is not the most novel concept in the history of, of ideas. Yeah. But I think most people, when they think of that, realize that it's the idea of a seven year old that you well, can you take was all it, these what, teams and just move them. And it was in Sportico. They, Rick Burton, a professor, called it. This is like uh, new Coke. I mean, I thought that that was a great one line distillation of this was that it was a tr it's a tragically bad calculation of how something that's loved in tradition would be received by just changing it up. Yeah. yeah. So true. Well, this will be a cautionary tale to a lot of people, I think, moving forward and, is it official? Is it officially dead? I know seven of the 12 officially pulled out, leaving five. All the English teams pulled out, Liverpool, Arsenal, May, all those guys pulled out, but there were still five teams alive at last check. Is that so done? As of, I guess, nine hours ago now, there are all the all the teams based in the UK, as well as Atletico Madrid, AC Milan, Inter Milan. So that's nine out of the 12 that were confirmed. So and only basically, three. Basically waiting on uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona and one other. And well, uh, I'm hearing they're going to create a Super League with just three teams. And it's going to be amazing. It's well, the, be amazing. I, I think it was the Real Madrid president, Florentino Perez, who kind of like really championed it. This yeah. was the guy in Europe championing it. So that's kind of a big question mark right now. Is like, why? What are these guys waiting for? I mean, every, yeah, well, it's pretty much done. You know, I'd the, say the, it's pretty much done. There'll be a whole set of different 12. It's going to be like 12 middling teams now creating a, hey, we'll create a mediocre league. Not a super league so much, but, you know, it's decent. We'll see it's how decent. that goes for and We'll see how that goes. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough international conversation for one day. Ugh, I need to I apologize. I, I really apologize to all the Americans out there that have to listen to that. I'm so sorry. Other football. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit American American collegiate football or not football, American collegiate sports in general. Um, this year, uh, the NCAA changed the rule on transferring. Historically, it's been a bit of an arbitrary 
situation. If you're a student and you're playing at the University of Indiana and you realize how terrible that is and that you're a Hoosier and you want to leave and you decide you want to go play basketball at a mecca such as Champaign, Illinois, uh, and play for the Fighting Illini, historically you would have to either, most likely, 95% of the people have to sit out a year or if you're well, a star. Especially if you're transferring to Illinois. Right. If you're transferring to Illinois, if you're transferring to Georgia or Ohio state and you're right. a, a no starting problem. quarterback, well, well you're going to get a waiver for sure. No problem. Uh, but for the most part, it was sit out, you know, transfer year, sit out a year, lose a year of eligibility as well. Correct. You lose one year. You, you would, you, you get five to play. So four. you may not so lose, lose an eligibility, but you lose the freebie year. Yeah. Right. You lose the freebie year. Okay. Um, they, as a result of a lot of things, have come out this year, first time ever, and it became a thing at the end of the basketball season where you now have one free pass. You can transfer once with no penalty, not sitting out a year, no nothing. You have the right to transfer one time. Once you transferred once, then it goes back and reverts to the old rule of if you wanted to transfer again, you'd have to sit out a year and wait and do all that. Um We've already seen the beginning of the result of this, not saying good or bad, uh, but I think the last count I saw, and somebody correct me if you've seen an updated number, but more than 35%, I definitely know more than 30% of all Division One college basketball players entered the transfer portal. Transfer portal. Did, did, has anybody seen whether that's gone up or not? It, a significant amount. <laughs> Well, One out of right. three and, people and, on your team is now in the transfer. Yeah. I mean, the numbers of, uh, of athletes are what, 14, 1500 or, or more. Yeah. I saw 1300 and that was a couple yeah. weeks ago. So I'm sure yeah. it's 14. 14 uh, yeah. Yeah. It's nuts, but, uh, so let's talk evolved. business. Let's talk business side right. first. So right. what, what's the business ramification for that? Well, I think that this is mostly my, um, you know, I do, I have that law degree that I can fall back on on this. Oh, wait, no, I don't. But I, I think it's cover, NCA covering their butts. Uh, it's, it's it's getting towards uh, name image likeness conversations. It's, it's getting um, towards the you know, equity. I mean, look at the, I mean, the reality is you could do this in any other sport except the money sports. The revenue generating sports. The, the kids are locked in there, but they're yeah, not. If you're a golfer, in, you can transfer without penalty. If you're, uh, right. yeah, right. So, so Gymnast. what's why? Why is that? Because there's more money at stake. What? What else is the possible? There's well, no other reason. It's you. You know, it's it's predict. It's wanting to be able to predict your future as a business. It's stability. If you make it hard for people, if you make it hard for your assets to leave, it's easier to predict how successful you'll be year after year after year. And it makes running the business easier. That, I right. mean, that's basically it. Yes. And, and avoiding paying. That was <laughs> a long line. We're not on Super, super League business anymore. Easier. Tell the producer mm -hmm. we're not on Super League anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? I think, first of all, uh, if, if those were the numbers you were looking at a couple weeks ago, you said, Mm -hmm. I, it's not, this isn't something that I was following as closely because I just, as, as a sports fan, I don't follow college sports as closely. Okay. Um, but obviously, as a former, you know, I, I, I it was 
a little over 10 years ago when I was getting recruited to play college. And obviously this was, um, you know, not a thing at the time in terms of transfer. You don't have to sit out a year. There has to be a good reason to transfer this and that. But just scrolling through Twitter, which is where every single kid that's on these teams are now, and typing in transfer portal and searching, it is just wild, the yeah. the, the timeline. I mean, it, it, like, there was, I mean, 100 tweets yesterday of kids announcing that they were entering the transfer portal. Both, I think I think it was more, probably more college football um, kids that I saw more recently, but, but still, it's like, it's like a thing now. They announce, you know, they have the big announcement of when they're, uh, signing to a to a college back in high school, and now all of a sudden this is like the next big event for them is when they get to announce that they're going into the transfer portal. I mean, yeah, it's well, it's interesting. I, I think I, that that well, yeah, and it is a hype thing, right? Because now you've got some of these kids that are like, "Oh, I'm going to release my top twenty teams in in three weeks," and I, yeah, give me well, a look. break. But there's a the business ramification. Yes, yeah. but the the business the, the the to me the reality is is that this is going to be a show this next year. And it's because it's resetting the system, and after that, if you get one pass, one move, well, you're not going to have forty percent or whatever well, the number. You automatically are, reduce are the number of people that can transfer. Exactly. By, so know. that. That being said, it's, I mean, you, you, I think that they need to essentially, they got to bite the bullet and, and schools and, and NCA and no, they don't have a choice. They have no well, choice, but no, to bite that bullet. No, I, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's the reality of it. And yeah. instead of, of, of fighting it or feigning indifference or, lack of knowledge we've had that conversation about some coaches that are like oh i don't know what's going to happen well, you know i mean like a, oh, i'm not going to recruit high school kids anymore i mean give me a break but the um is, is owning it. it it's the same stuff we will we'll talk about it later with the nil stuff but it's like own it and uh, not necessarily yeah. embrace it you may not you may truly not like it i it, can tell you coaches that chemistry do stuff is co gonna coaches that do embrace it like I, coaches like couple things one good for the kids I, I gotta know when it comes to that side of it, i have literally no problem with this literally as a fan yeah of course i don't want to think that a third of my team could be gone next year just because they didn't play enough maybe because they didn't work hard enough or whatever but then they're gonna leave it, it is what it is if they feel as though there's another better path for them, or they even if they don't know for sure, but they want to find out if there's another place that maybe look, if I went to a place as a freshman and it was clear to me at the end of that first year that I was not jiving with my head coach and I was never going to bust into that rotation, I, leave. I would want right. to be able to leave. Absolutely. So well, I've got but, no problem. But that's with the that. point is that it's not just like any student can. Could, any other student can transfer. No, I mean there could be some ramifications with scholarships and those things with with those students as well. But they could they could, and it's it's not just even any other student. It's any other student well, athlete other they, than in those sports, right? Yes. So yes. I, I have I I think it's been a, a bunch of bullshit for a while that th this has been in place like this. That uh, the other that thing that had to sit out, yeah. Well, because yeah. coaches can leave. I mean, that's well, the that's, argument, right? Coaches well, right. can leave and immediately. They, you don't have right. 
and th they are not limited in any sense by chasing more dollars. And this is not even chasing dollars. This is chasing plant. plant well, theoretically, it's not chasing dollars. We don't know. Ultimately, it probably is. The bag man is. But the, the it's it's more of the playing well, time. But and, to be and fair, is, playing yeah. time equals more exposure, equals a better chance to make it to the pros, whether it's NBA or over the – so it is dollars. If you transfer, it is it's your it's your investment in your future, and and it ultimately does come to dollars. So it's all a business for a kid. It's a business. Not not everybody. Maybe somebody's doing it for love of the game and whatnot. But it's only intelligent for them to look at it as such. Quite honestly, and I just well, glanced. Else is yeah, exactly. I just glanced, and as of April thirteenth, there were thirteen hundred uh, basketball players alone in the portal. Uh, which I think is what you were saying a second ago. And that was what, eight days ago? Is that eight days ago? Something like that? Yeah, eight days yeah, ago. So you know it's 100. 100 but that, and that doesn't now. mean that they're all gone. I mean, we've no. seen that. We've seen that with, yes. I mean, you know, I mean, how do you blame the kids? You, you mentioned IU. I mean, who would ever want to go there in the first place? I don't place, blame but, any kid for leaving Indiana University. Right. Well, I, I blame them for going there in the first place. I don't know what kind of guidance they got. Yeah. But anyway, the point is like they get it they have the ability now that they name a new coach you could put your name in the portal look at what your options are wait till the coach is named at least in the meantime have conversations with other schools legally instead of just back channeling it which they're going to do anyway and and then you saw it uh we're not going to get into performance on the field but trace jackson Davis, who I think most overrated player in America, is going back to Indiana. So, okay, he made that choice, probably I'm somewhat glad. of a business choice, right? I'm glad he's going back to Indiana because that means he plays there twice. Right, because they'll he'll yeah get beat twice by the Illini. What what sport, Josh? What we don't know each other very well. So, what were you were talking about being recruited? Were you? I would imagine what uh, gymnastics? What? Uh, uh, yeah. So I was a balance beam. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh! Are you getting ready to stand up and do a routine? <laughs> we have technical difficulties. He yanked the, the, the mic out. We can't. We try. This we're definitely not you, editing this. You out. went off script, Chris. <laughs> and now I think hey, you've well, muted yourself. You've unplugged your mic. We can't hear you anymore. What kind of and you still have super? Here? You still have super league on the screen. Oh, I didn't know why you said that. You could have just said. <laughs> I was trying why. to nudge you. Man, I can't do every. Josh, I can't do Josh, are you with us, Josh? You can't hear you, Josh. What <laughs> the hell did you do? We're about to finish the show without you, unless you can figure out. Man, we pay you too much. Wah, wah. This is ridiculous. Get Ron Seaver on the horn. <laughs> no, we can't hear you. I'm going to tell you when we can hear you. We can't hear you. Nothing. This right here is no. the best part of the whole show. This is the best. This right here, edit everything else out. Go like Sesame Street. Retrace your steps. <laughs> what was the last thing you did before you suddenly were a picture and no voice? Because it when, looked like an earthquake from this end. We ooh. ask you where you're recruited by, and all of a sudden the whole place goes crazy. You clearly pulled a wire out of somewhere. Is the you. USB cord plugged in? <laughs> now you can hear me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do I want to know what happened? 
I got attacked by a dog is what happened. My dog walked next. You know, I'm sitting next to a wall here, so there's I nothing. Do. I can't go anywhere, but apparently my dog can. He can fit between the two inches between my leg and all the where all my wires are and pull everything out and ruin, <laughs> ruin my whole podcast career this before is, it gets started. This is how podcasts are born. <laughs> we're, we're changing the show name, by the way, to Between My Two Inches. Well, listen... <laughs> Um, he's trying. He's trying. We are definitely not changing into that. (laughs) What just happened? This is the problem. This Snoop right there, ladies and gentlemen. Snoop, welcome to the podcast, Snoop. You have anything to say? His heart's beating. His heart's beating pretty fast. I think he's nervous. (laughs) He's nervous. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, my my um balance beam. Not quite my fully sincerest apologies because it's like, what can, what can I do? But um, you have 12 million viewers in our newest segment. Shit happens. Uh, we, we find out. Uh, no. Um, so what was the sport? <laughs> like what was um, you talked about being recruited? I didn't. Uh, yeah. So I, I was hear t- more about that of your perspective on this. Yeah. Yeah. I was a tumbler um, in gymnastics. I think that's what you, you were confirming. Yes. No, I, yes. I played football. Surprise, surprise. Um, Back in kicker? high school, I was a kicker and a punter. I, I was I was very adaptable. No, so I, I place holder. Should right. we guess? Should we guess every position that we know I didn't play? I played second base actually on, on my high school football team. It was it was pretty. <laughs> we're I, I'm from California. We're very progressive. <laughs> we're very progressive second out base. here. Okay. Um, no, I I played offensive line um in high school and and i wasn't actually planning on playing ball in college i i wasn't really heavily recruited uh up until kind of towards the end of my senior year where we played in a competitive league in southern california it was one of the top you know it's up there with the top leagues in texas and florida super league um, it was the it was the california super league um awesome. it, it was a it was actually a disastrous failure um failure to launch matthew mcconaughey anyway um, <laughs> one of the great, one of the great, by the way, one of the great, uh, I saw a segment on this. I don't even remember where, but it was during that time when it was really cool to have on the cover of the, the poster for the movie, the people standing back to back and leaning up against one another <laughs> and failure to launch was I think the the most extreme lean, if I recall. Well, there was also how to lose a guy in ten days. How to that lose was, a guy in ten was, days was, was definitely lean. one of them was Sarah um, Jessica Parker, if I recall. It's, I, I thought it was an interesting move for the European Super League to announce a strategic partnership with a movie that was twenty years old in failure to launch. But yeah, that's good. you know, aptly um, named. Like, how do you um, feel like this is gonna go? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was I, I was playing offensive line back in high school, and I again I wasn't planning on um going to play ball anywhere. I was looking yeah. at schools like San Diego State and Arizona, University of Arizona. Um which I remember my dad at the time telling me he's like, you know, we'll uh, I'll pay X amount per year for college. And then after that you can kind of you'll be able to take out some loans. That was when I was looking at San Diego State and University of Arizona. Um no offense to those schools. But I started getting recruited by schools in the Ivy League and the Patriot League. Um Right, I, I was I was about to go to Arizona. Like I was ready to kind of make that decision. I wanted to go, and obviously heard nothing wrong with that. That's what heard a lot of a lot of great things about the school. I had some friends there, and obviously it's a lot of fun. Um, school, but I started getting recruited. Like it was during the playoffs. Actually, I had a couple of really good games 
in the playoffs going up against some other D1 guys. I think one guy was went to Stanford, one guy went to Hawaii, um, and I dominated. I mean, to the point where he didn't. They didn't need this to send out. This is getting really boring. You dominated. <laughs> Great. You're really gonna just come on here and talk about how you dominated. Is there so, video proof of this? Because otherwise. I, <laughs> So, so that's funny because I never had a highlight tape. They okay. never made me a highlight tape. Uh-huh. They this is never had a video. He, he never had out, a fucking highlight. I, my highlight, my highlight was the was the game. He just sent out my game film from the playoffs, and I I wound up getting um, recruited by some of the Ivy Leagues and Patriot League schools. They had to watch um, an entire game. They just sent the whole game. They had to if, watch the whole thing. That I mean, it's someone who needs to get to know me, that's good that they should have to. They're gonna know that. You should, I tried that once. Full. I was taking a test in social studies, and I was like, you know, here's the book. All the answers are in here. Just just flip through it. You'll find every single answer. Those are my favorite classes to take. Yeah, um, yeah. Sent them a whole thing. <laughs> Jesus, this is 13 minutes of. This Nonsense. is my. This is your life. What the hell is my happening dog. over here? Yeah, this is yeah, my that. doggy, and I went to Ivy League. And <laughs> a lot of people like me. <laughs> I, I just dominated. totally dominated college. <laughs> no, I didn't dominate college at all. That was Chris, the, you, you said. Where'd you go to school? We haven't even gotten that <laughs> I know, far I yet. I still don't. Like, so, okay, so where did you end up? I went to Columbia. I played at Columbia. They for, don't have a football team. They lost like they seventy-four games in a row. And they have shut a team, and he was on it in his high his collegiate. Highlight tape is every game put together on one tape. It's 14 <laughs> it's, hours long. It's, <laughs> it's every game I ever played, like my whole my whole football career. <laughs> like a highlight. It's just a tape. You it's can't really, call that. Yeah, but it's all a highlight. Tape. When you it's, watch him play, it's just a lot of highlights. He dominates. Yeah, yeah. highlights. So, um, bottom line is this dude was a baller, and he I, played college football for Columbia, yeah. which is badass. That's pretty yeah. awesome. No, I mean, Why don't you just yeah. say that. I, Why don't you just say that? I, we got a whole had, season to learn this shit. Jesus Christ. We're, <laughs> we're 42 minutes into the first episode, and I just hearing anecdotes from your dad. That's impressive. I like that. Did I bring something in from my. Uh, you did. Pop- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, listen. Something to do with Arizona. It's good. Uh, it's good. I want to know um, you, man. You wanted I want something to know different. You. Listen, <laughs> you want to get. You want to hear Stuffy AJ call Stuffy AJ to come on the podcast. <laughs> I need a I need a I need a graphic for stuffy AJ. Uh that's fantastic. Guys, Poor AJ. I didn't see that coming. Hey, guys. Are you doing impersonations of AJ? That's AJ. Hi. That sounds like I don't I know the guy. That doesn't sound a thing like AJ. Poor guy's got a series of podcasts that are doing really well. Now you talk about dominating. Domination. That guy's dominating. Maced. How the hell did he? How did Dominates. he make it onto our? None of us have made it onto his podcast in a mention yet. This is baloney. We can't be giving this guy. How we? Public. Yeah, we should each have our own episode. Little, not a, not a mention. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's move things along. I think we've talked enough about these collegiate athletes transferring. Let's spend five minutes. We're gonna we're gonna kind of edge this thing forward a little bit. Um, name and likeness. It was mentioned, Chris. You talked about it a second yep. ago. What is name and likeness? What is that? Well, what we're seeing is it was, uh, I think it was seven years ago now that the dad? Oh, yeah, my dad told me he dad. would only pay for part of the school <laughs> if it was in uh, anyway, school that had a, anyway, yeah, a yeah. feline mascot. 
That's all right. So, um, anyway, that Ed O'Bannon, uh, you know, brought is was the, the, the front. Dude, this is way center. longer than seven years ago. If you're talking Ed O'Bannon, Ed no, O'Bannon no, no, had the, no, I would you let me? Okay. No, he doesn't let people talk. Okay, first I don't. Of all, that's my I'm, job. I am small on the screen, and second of all, we're not talking about the transfer portal anymore. If you're going to engineer the damn show, engineer the damn show. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, so name, image, likeness. The case finally, I believe, came to a close in around 2014 with Ed O'Bannon, and ever since then, the. Um, uh, the folks have been fighting to get the. What is athlete, the case with that O'Bannon? Give like th- 15 well, seconds action, of what that was. Class action case that the athletes, for example, with video games and such, that their name or image or likeness or some combination thereof was used in these that the schools, uh, NCAA and schools, conferences were making money off of, and the kids don't make any money off of it. And specifically, Ed O'Bannon was pissed way back when I was yes. in high school because there was a, I don't even remember if it was EA Sports or what it was. Yeah, I, I think it that. was the EA Sports. Uh, I shouldn't NCAA. say it if I don't know. So I don't know. Apologies. Yeah, but that's EA never Sports stopped you before. That's true. Never stopped you before. But Ed O'Bannon was like, you can't, I didn't give you permission to use right. my name and likeness in this right. video game. And that's why those games were so popular. I mean, like, you know, you'd play <laughs> as your, your school's football, basketball team and you, play with your it's it's why the ea sports college baseball and football stopped being well college baseball stopped being made in 2006 greatest baseball game ever made put it up against any of the shows and now you've got it potentially coming back but rbi baseball is technically the greatest baseball game ever made but go ahead notre dame and and who else was it uh stanford some there's a couple of schools have already said they won't participate until all this uh, they won't allow their school branding to be utilized in in the uh, planned upcoming uh return of these um yeah interesting games. i haven't seen but that. the the name image likeness the idea is that these athletes student athletes should be able to you know should have the right to, to be able to make some money off of their their name or um you know appearing in a appearing in a photo shoot or advertising or you know doing a uh commercial or a, a autograph appearance, those kinds of things. And um, Florida is the state that's been uh, the most out in front that that is supposed to go, they've passed it and it's supposed to go into effect uh, this summer. Uh, California has passed uh, because the, the problem is that the NCAA has been dragging its feet and has not, they were supposed to announce in Feb, uh, January, they're supposed to announce the um, legislation to, to, to govern, uh, potentially govern name, image, likeness rollout, and uh, they pushed, they they punted again, and so and the the federal government hasn't done anything with it from D.C. So the states have have started to enact these laws. Florida is coming up the, the fastest, and so that's putting pressure on NCAA and and the conferences and and all to to figure out, you know, how, how do we actually legislate this thing of what are the rules? Are there maximums? Can you, you know, what about schools? They have a sponsor in place. Can a kid, you know, well, so here's a question with a competing sponsor without getting too far and into so, the weeds. Without getting yeah, the too last far thing the is the, that there's there's Colorado, New Jersey, Nebraska, Michigan. They've all got it in place, and there's like basically every other state. There's thirty three dozen other states at least that have laws that they're putting in place to to enact this, and so it's coming. It's coming, and it's. 
it's on to me that the the NCAA that looks out for the student athletes who 99% of them do something else after graduation that, you know, put, put something common sense and, and that's not going to happen from them. It's, it's a bureaucracy that's, that's trying to protect the golden goose and uh, it's disappointing. So you were going to ask something. Now you're allowed to ask me. Oh, well, I basically what I was going to say was, you know, you mentioned something about, all these different states coming in and talking about whether they're going to put top limits and all that. Why even mess? Why worry about it? It's free market. If, if John Q Smith, if somebody's wanting to pay him $2 million, why does he need a, a market cap? Well, that's, that's America, right? I mean, that's the way it should be. Right. I think, that's why I, I, I hadn't heard the market cap. That's interesting. The thing, the thing, well, Here's, you know, we, we, we half jokingly talked about the bag man dropping off the cash to, to the booster to, to get a kid to commit to their school, that this becomes uh, theoretically a more, you know, above board uh, way to do this. But what is to keep, you know, John Q. Booster um, at, you know, big football, SEC football school that just says, all right, well, I'm going to pay you $2 million for, uh, you know, an autograph session. Right, right, right. right. And so, you know, that, and that's where, that's where this is Obviously there needs to be some structure around it. There's no question. There needs to be some structure, but it, I think it's going to be interesting. Like you, you could think that, so what is a, a Nike or, under Armour, well, they're not spending any money right now, but you know, an apparel brand that comes in and says, "All right, well, we're going to take the, we're going to go after the quarterback at every Power Five school." You know, that's it. We're not going to spend the money with the schools. Well, the schools are going to freak out. The conferences and the conference television networks, and they're all going to, they're freaking out that that could happen. But, uh. You know, I mean, what if that is some companies, a brands that that's their, that's their approach. Is. It most certainly would be. Yeah. Right. And, and there's some that that's legit, that it's, it's, a, it's around the athlete and not just that all the, the whole team is wearing your gear, you know? And so there are some where it's legit. There's some that where it's not. And the, the, the I think the thing is that, and I get it to an extent that this, the schools are, you know, the big 10 network and. Pac-12 network and all, they're going to have deals in place with, you know, Chevy, Toyota, whatever, that what's the rules? What, so can, can, if Chevy is the sponsor, can Ford come in and get a, get a kid to appear and, you know, as a, representing the, the university and it's, it's like, um, well, you've got all these restrictions with NFL and you have to go through the NFL PA to be able to use a player's likeness but you can you can't then use for you know in certain situations if you're not a team sponsor or a league sponsor you can't use the league shield you can't use the team uh logos and 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 branding so what's what is the rules here for something like that uh you've got i I think the biggest um legit factor in here is that you've got the img college learfield img college folks that have all these deals with schools and need to protect that and they're the ones that I think have, you know, that's where at, a, at that level is where the impact will be much, uh, much, much rougher. But what um, do you mean? I don't have any clue what you're talking about. 
I don't either. What I was waiting for you to interpret it. No, it's that that you could also go in and cherry pick all these schools. And it's one thing if it's the school saying you can't do that or a conference what's, saying you can't do what's that. What's the arrangement but, that that I am oh, oh, oh. I was thinking IMG college as in like Never mind. I'm thinking IMG Tennis Academies. You're talking about the people that have the rights to the school's marketing. Yes, yes. Learfield IMG. Yeah, I got you. I I was thinking something else. Yeah, no. Okay. So I was like, what kind of arrangement does the IMG Academy football program have with North Carolina? No, I'm with you. You're talking about Learfield IMG there. Yeah, that those, the media, the local media rights uh, could get really blown up. Uh, much more easily because it's it's at that local level. So I, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I just think that there's also we've we've seen it as as I've got my flying Illini bobbleheads back there, is as Illini fans for Michael and I at least that you've got um, you know there's, you're reading a lot of people. Oh well, you know, a guy like Kofi Coburn stay another year if name image likeness is coming, he could make more money doing that than playing in the G League. Well, you know, well what what can he make? I, what what's his value what and what are the limits what what you know if u of i right. has a car a car deal and a soda deal and a beer deal and on and on all of a wireless deal all those are in place yeah and he he's got to go with them that greatly limits you know there's no bidding for his service it sounds it's, like a fucking mess to me listening oh, to you talk about it mess. sounds like a fucking mess it's a giant mess <laughs> But and I think the other part of it that what what I'm very curious to see is I've looked a lot at the you know valuation from the Trevor Lawrence's and Justin Fields of the world down to you know don't list a name of a yeah let's say don't list the non, name of a no non revenue sport even at a power sure. five type conference in school that the haves and have nots are just going to get bigger because the Trevor no Lawrence has got hundreds of thousands to millions of followers across the different platforms and a, and a megaphone across, uh, across the um, different TV deals and all that visibility that that's just going to, it's, that's going to amplify, but that's a very, very, very small amount. It's the yeah. Top I mean, look, percent. For, from my perspective, there's going to be a very small percentage of players that really make a lot of money on this. There's going to be a group of players that, that make some, and then there's going to be a big group of players that don't make anything. Or make some well, I think that'll be the majority enough. of them. But I think what actually the 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 most and I've never, I'll ne- probably will never accuse the NCAA of having common sense. But it's where we're going to make some a of lot these, of friends with this podcast. Is what's going to happen. A I thought you told friends. me hot takes, hot, yeah, takes. hot takes, bad takes, hot takes, bad oh, takes, bad takes. Uh, that's well, you're on, is. you're on. So the but the the other piece of this is that you've got some of these athletes that completely separate from you know, they're a basketball player and they're making money, uh, you know, doing, um, some, you know, something else on a YouTube channel that has nothing to do with the sport. Well, the argument from the NCA is, well, they can't make money because they could be, util- if people could be going to them because they're a basketball player, not because they are, uh, do how to videos on, uh, you know, on, TikTok that are, popular. there's going to be only so much that can be policed but there's, with this. Right. Right. Only so much. Well, but and how do you put a value on like you're going to say that well, what what is it to have? Uh, well, Trevor Lawrence is one thing because you know that, that that volume. But I'm just saying like your average Big Ten starting quarterback or starting point guard 
that has a decent following, but it's like, what is that? What's that worth to have them? And what is it? Are they doing, are they posting, you know, they're, 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 well, I assume that, I assume that team marketing report is going to come out with a way to give people an uh, idea. Of, yeah, there you go. I like that. So I can see how much a guy should be getting paid or what he's worth and, and, or whatnot. All right. We need to move on. Josh, did you have anything you want to add to that? And, and don't do it just for the sake of it. Cause we are, we really, this is what happens when you hand Chris the microphone, uh, a eight minute, eight minute segment goes 17 minutes. And I, I don't even know what he said. Are you sure what he said? I don't know. Exactly. I know. I, I know what he said. I definitely have a lot of thoughts. I don't know oh, that wow. I have enough, enough time to, to give them all. I think the one thing. You got to take I, me off the big screen producer. Come on. I think the one thing I thought was interesting was following <laughs> along with the uh, March Madness tournaments, both the, the men's and the women's and seeing some figures actually, some of the uh, a lot of the women's players, they have just so much more engagement. They don't necessarily have the bigger followings, but when it comes to engagement, I think yeah. you actually might be surprised at how many athletes will be able to benefit in some way. I mean, the way I look at it as as a former student athlete, I know you don't want me to hear you don't want to hear me talk about it, but as a former no, student just athlete, not, we don't want to hear about your recruiting. You if can I talk well, about right, that was just a question that was posed to me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I was an athlete, I mean, Columbia football, who cares? There was, you know, there was barely any people at our games. But people from Columbia are listening to this podcast right now. What do you mean? Who cares? I care. But if I could have gotten a free meal from a local restaurant because sure. I was a football player, like those little things, I don't think we're thinking about it when we're talking about brand deals and this and that. But I think that, that there will be a lot of opportunities for athletes across the board. Obviously it's going to be a huge difference between Trevor Lawrence and, you know, getting a free sandwich from the deli. But uh, some of these women basketball players would have actually commanded more than these, some of the top men's players in the tournament that had a lot of followers. They kill, they, they have a ton of followers, but the engagement level is I think way more important yeah. than followers. And and I think brands are, are smart to Absolutely. that. They're, they're privy to that. And there are a lot of tools out there like open doors or influencers of the world that help with that. But it's, it's a big education process that's going to be coming not only from how the colleges can help with, with some of these opportunities, but also for the, for the athletes, you know, how they could be leveraging their, their social media at an earlier age no, that's in a, a smarter way. That yeah. is an outstanding point. That's, that's a perfect point, Josh, is that, I mean, the numbers from, uh, from the final four, the engagement, for the women's final four from the Arizona team in particular was off the charts. It, it talk about crushing or dominating, whatever our yeah. phrase was. They just, they crushed relative to the men's yeah. uh, tournament, crushed it. And, and if you're a brand, I mean, what a great value. You're getting some, something that theoretically doesn't have as much value, but has got much higher engagement. That's right in your target demo. Well, how great is that? And that, that athlete then who's on a probably a, a well not in women's basketball necessarily but almost any other sports there are partial scholarships so yeah. they're not even getting a full ride so right. to be able to you know pay great point it's great point that, right to be able to like you said some meals and, and frankly now it's being done anyway so mm -hmm. it becomes above board and it almost become, might become more of a pain in the ass because now he's going to start to get to shit tax and all that kind of stuff but like if it comes out in the open and then people can understand what the value is of it, meaning, you yeah. know, not a Joe public, but I'm saying like a brand and or sure. an athlete agent or those kinds of things. 
Yeah. I get fired up about NIL, Michael. I, I do too. Up. I do too. I just, I, I do too. I do too. I think it deserves more. I think it deserves a, an episode. We need to, we need to dive a little deeper on this. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to share something with you guys. I, I think this is, uh, I, I just love this. Uh, if, if I can find it. Um, and, and after all that and all the preparation of getting this set up ahead of time, the one thing I didn't do was to go in to say, okay, oh, here it is. Can you guys see that? Oh, wow. Yes. yes. All right. If I can uh, make this to where I can hit play. Yes. All right. So this was a great story. I just love this. And obviously this is a Cardinal game. So uh, I saw it live. And I don't know if you guys were privy to this, but this was awesome. So you see this kid had a chance at a home run ball, throws his glove. He actually then throws his hat and just stands, throws his hands up in the air. Two innings later. Right to him. Hit a line drive right at that guy's chest. I was saying he earlier, didn't even have to move. you're not going to get another one. He got it and made the catch. And he didn't have so this is my favorite part. Right here. How great is that for the Waffle House? Waffle House. Oh, that's oh. That's fantastic. <laughs> of all things, he's wearing a Waffle House mask. Isn't that awesome? And if he's a college uh, athlete on scholarship, now he can monetize that. So he can at least home. get he can at least get a free waffle. I mean, come I on. mean, come on. Yeah. If the kid's not eating for free and getting f- 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 fat. Uh, then, then it, it, something's wrong with the world that we're in. Because, yeah. I mean, come on. And that kid, I watched the game. He was the story of the game for innings. I mean, they just kept going back to him and showing him and talking. I mean, to, to dissect it. I wish you could. If we had more time, we would dissect his dad and the outfit that his dad was wearing. His dad's got it. First of all, he's got a telescopic lens camera that he's taking. He's there. He's clearly a photography buff. So he's taking amazing photos. He's got Mardi Gras beads on. He's got a beard down to here and a mask that goes to here. It's unbelievable. The whole scene was amazing. But this kid, it's unbelievable because the announcer, Dan McLaughlin, actually said, you come to the game, you bring your glove, you're not even going to get a chance. But at best case, you're going to get one limited chance to get a ball, like somewhere around you. And he ran down to make that first catch and just misjudged. He had to jump over, jump over chairs, probably his vision. He just misjudged it, dropped below. It was amazing. Felt bad for the kid. Two innings later, right in his glove. So did it Fantastic. fall? It, it hit the glove and fell down in between like the wall and the uh, There's a space so between gone. the wall and the seat. So he got there. And I don't know how hard to hit his glove, but he kind of came at it from above. Like it was definitely, if he'd have turned his glove over, he could have basket caught it, but he just didn't get there in time. So he sort of snatched at it and it might've hit his glove and went down, but he clearly was like, Oh my God, this was my chance. This yeah. was my chance. By the way, I didn't catch my first foul ball or home run ball before games until I was, as far as catching off a bat, I was almost 40 when I caught mine and I've been going to games forever and ever and ever. So this kid got two shots in one game. It's amazing. Yeah, I was looking around because I in trying to clean up the dungeon down here before we got on, the um I had a ball and it was a foul ball that somebody else had. Somebody else got. And I the 
I, that's the closest you'll ever come to catching a foul ball. Closest. Somebody else caught it. <laughs> yes. How many hundreds yeah. of games have I been to and never, yeah. never sniffed the ball. Yeah. Well, that sounded, that didn't, that came out wrong. Uh, by the way, did you catch, I, I shifted to that. Did not, I, I'm, I'm about nine minutes behind on every one of my graphic switches. Yeah. So, okay. Great. That's good, makes right? Perfect. Yeah. That's good. So look at this. I'm in front oh. of this one. So let's talk okay. about one more. But I'm not we'll talking. Know. So put yourself up on the screen because I'm going to turn every listener off. There we go. There we go. Um, so a couple of no hitters in the last few weeks. And this was just something that I saw on Twitter that got my blood boiling. There was a play. I don't know if it's eighth or ninth inning. It was late in the game and must have been a ground ball chopper on the infield. And as the first baseman is hustling back to the bag and sliding back in the bag, the runner dives for first base. They get him out, goes on and, and completes the no hitter. Twitter was blowing up because they were pissed, offended that this guy that tried to dive to beat the play at first base had somehow broken an unwritten rule of baseball, which I thought was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Unwritten rules are some of them I actually fully am on board with. If he'd bunted in the eighth inning of a no hitter down eight to nothing, that's breaking an un, in my opinion, breaking it. Did we talk about this ever at all, Josh? Did I mention this to you the day? Yeah. We so to me, that. that would be breaking an unwritten rule of baseball. And Josh, did you tell me you didn't even have a problem with the bunt? No, I, I wouldn't like to see a bunt. I didn't have a problem with okay. the slide. With the slide. Yeah, to for sure. Out, to be down infield hit, they're not but, trying but, to. Yeah, I I would be mad. I would think it'd be breaking an unwritten rule if he hadn't tried to give everything. He didn't bunt. He chopped a ball. Of course, right. he's got to try and beat that. If he doesn't, then it's not a real no-hitter anyway. So, of course, he's got to try and beat that out. So, I had no problem with that. But I did – it sparked a conversation amongst a couple of friends, and somebody made a good point to me because, in my mind, I make the blanket statement. If it's the seventh inning or later and I've got a no-no going, you cannot fucking bunch your way on to ruin my no-hitter. That's what's in my head. But somebody made a good point. What if it's one nothing? Right. What if it's two nothing? Well, and I need a, a base a, runner. Right. And or there's a runner on from a walk. It's not a perfect game now. And there's a runner on from a walk, and you got to and you got to bunt him over. over. Yeah, but then the sacrifice wouldn't be a hit anyway. But but still, yes. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But 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 to that point, it made me look at it and thought, you know what? If it's one to nothing, if I'm that hitter, I still got to wrestle with it because I don't want to be the guy that breaks up a no hitter with a bunt. I just don't. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to know that guy. My coach tells me to bunt. I'm like, Dave, are you sure? Are you sure you want to bunt right here? But to win a game and to put yourself in a chance position to win a game, okay. I, I hate it. I, I still well, I don't think I would do it. I th- it's a close game. That's 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 con- that's potentially al- allowable. If you're, it's part of, if it's part of your game plan as it is, if it's something that if that's what you yeah. would do in that in that situation, then right? If my cleanup hitter's bunting, I'm calling. If it's the foul. Yankees, if yes. like you're watching the Yankees and all of a sudden they're bunting, it's like uh, they haven't done that all year. I don't know. Oh, the Yankees right. have the Yankees haven't got a hit or a win all year either. Right. So, so that so that's all they are doing. <laughs> hey screw those guys. Yankees, Lakers, all of them. I know Josh is a big Lakers guy. Yeah, I had some. Uh, Gonna set up my my set at some point with my uh this is oh, the, from the yeah. last from the last All Star game. I had the ticket. That could start a whole new conversation. Yeah. A whole new conversation. Ticket stub. Last game I went to was the NBA All Star in twenty. I don't even know before <laughs> before all this. Yeah. The stories he it. starts and doesn't finish are amazing. Chicago All Star game. 
Did you start not finish two more stories in the next four minutes? You did three in like 15. It was impressive. First of all, before we go, I have to comment because I always notice these things. Chris, are you in a bomb shelter? Yes. You have, you have exposed in, uh, yes. insulation is what I'm yes. saying. Is that exposed yes. insulation? Whoops, yes. I just made my screen bigger. I tried to drop you in. I'll figure this out eventually. Boom. It is. Yeah. Is this a new is this a new addition or is this the end no. of the this this is how it is this is a good look. Well this, <laughs> this is, is what you're going with. Well this is this is the workroom. This is look at all the tools and you know how I know it's the workroom? Because work's in process above you. <laughs> like it's literally well, there's no need to put a ceiling in. This is the real world. See, there's tools and yeah, paint. Yeah. And- you got pushed out to the shed for your podcast. Are you in a shed? Where are you at? In a garage? Did you want to put? Oh my God. Oh, see, I'm not the only one. <laughs> what kind of can rookies am I working with here? You've turned off your mic? I may, I feel great right now. That. Oh, I got that. Say it again. How is that? You're sort of back. It sounds terrible, but that's fine because we're done. We're, we're finished anyway. Uh, yeah. The time, I think the time is upon. That's a great way to go out. Just, oh, I think your screen's frozen now too. Let's just go out this way. Uh, it, the hour's upon us, I do believe. Uh, we got dogs to walk. We got kids to feed. We got internet connections to fix. Um, but it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you guys here. I'm extremely grateful for your friendship uh, and for your contributions for the inaugural airing of How Would You Be? Uh, a name that is very likely not going to be the name of this podcast, but maybe it will. Maybe it will. Maybe that is the name forever. Uh, I love. I love that name. I love good. It. Maybe good. someday. Maybe someday we'll hear the story on the pod. How, how and, you, and I, you how know what? Came to be. Press it, and maybe I'll give it to you someday. But thank you. Uh, God bless you guys. May the wind always be at your back, and make your may your pizza and coffee always be just below too hot. Good night, everybody. If I hit in broadcast, let's see. I don't know if that kicks us out. We'll see. I want to stop recording. That's what I want to do. Yeah, it looks like it still is.